Hello, everyone. It's time for Vanish Chicago Lens Stories, the podcast. I'm your host, Pete Costanas. This is episode 150, season six. Today's date is July 23rd, 2022. And thank you for joining me today. I can't believe I reached uh, episode 150. Wow. <laughs> well, it's a special episode, and there, and I will tell you why. Today, I will talk about my first job ever. And uh, this was at Mr. Steer Steakhouse Restaurant. Uh, I was 16 years old, and uh, I was a busboy. So I will talk about uh, going to more detail of that and my memories, and I'll talk about the uh, establishment as well. Plus, uh, I have the second part of the show, I will talk about a film series that aired on WTTW Channel 11 in Chicago, it was called The Toy That Grew Up, and it was a film series that showcased silent films, and I will talk about uh, how it got started and what films they showed and, and my memories of that. But first, the program will go into a commercial break, and this program is brought to you by Wondra Lotion. <laughs> I don't know if people remember that, but I certainly do. Yeah, and there was uh, there was a very heated competition between hand lotions. So here's a commercial from 1977, and when the commercial is over, I will dis- discuss about Wander Lotion. Okay, thank you, everyone. Hi, Jane. I wasn't made to be a housewife. This work's ruining my hands. Relax. New wonders here. It's a conditioning lotion. It's rich, like a cream. But help these hands. Look at rough, dry skin up close. Wondra rubs right in and takes the day's work right out. They're soft in seconds. Without grease problems. Glass doesn't slip. New Wondra rubs right in and takes the day's work right out of your hands. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, everyone, I am back. I hope you enjoyed the commercial for Wondra Hand Lotion. Uh, let me give you a brief uh, history about this particular product. Uh, it was uh, manufactured by Procter & Gamble, introduced in 1977. And I remember the commercials uh, of this product, like you, the one you just heard. Uh, I remember they aired these commercials late at night on WFLD TV channel 32 uh, frequently every every night and during the during the shows that aired uh, when this commercial aired it um, let me start that um, I was watching shows late at night uh, like for example there was Mary Hardman Mary Hardman that was a big deal back then uh, that aired at 10 o'clock you know, competed with the news. And then uh, there was the Best of Groucho. There was the Honeymooners and also Night Gallery. And uh, 
When this started hearing, I was uh, graduating from eighth grade from Koreas Elementary School, and then I went to Bogan High School in the fall of 77. And that continued on. Um, the product ran until the mid-1980s, I believe, and then it was yanked. I don't know what happened. Uh, there were a couple, according to a couple sources, uh, there were some lawsuits involved. I, I'm not sure. And uh, so th there were products similar to Wander. There was like Vaseline Intensive Care Lotion. There's Jergens. Now today we have Alvino. And uh, Curel, yeah, but Wonder, I remembered this very well. And uh, the stores that supplied them, I remember, uh, like near my old neighborhood in Ashburn, was at Edwards Drugstore, they carried that. Also, Crestline Pharmacy, uh, Walgreens, of course, and uh, Osco Drugs, or any um, independent uh, drugstore. I remember Little Bucky. I'm going to talk about that someday. Remember that? And uh, so my mother bought this product one time, and I remember it. And she liked it, and I liked it too. But then it was gone. I just hate that. Every time you you enjoy a product and you love it, all of then all of a sudden it's, it disappears, and you you feel uh, disappointed. It happens all the time. Okay. On today's program, I will talk about uh, what I said previously is uh, my first job at Mr. Steer's Steakhouse Restaurant in Chicago. Uh, and then I will talk about the, the film series, The Toy That Grew Up, on, that aired on Channel 11 WTTW in Chicago as well. But first, we're going to talk about my first job. Now, technically, that's my second job. But the first job I had was um, I worked in a grocery store uh, in the back in the, you know, where the butcher was, you know, and my uncle got me a job. He knew the owner of the grocery store. This was at 63rd Street, I think Spalding, you know, west of Kedzie in the Marquette Park area. And uh, I didn't like it at all, you know, but the, 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 I remember the, the, the men that worked there and the younger, they were very nice and, but it wasn't for me. So, and then uh, I didn't show up that second day. Nothing happened. So anyway, um, but uh, actually, the the job I had at Mr. Cedar's Steakhouse that was my first real job, and I stayed there for a while. And uh, my uncle knew the uh, manager. Uh, I don't know if he knew the owner. Uh, the owner's name was Spiro, Spiros Xenos. I, I think I met him once, and I remember one day he came in with his wife, and she had this long, full-length mink coat. <laughs> I was like, wow, they look like they came from, from a Hollywood premiere. <laughs> but uh, she had jewelry and that. She's a very pretty lady. You know, to tell you the truth, I don't remember my boss's name. I can't think of it. You know, I have I should have asked my mother, and, but uh, she isn't here. But uh, he was a nice man, uh, very elegant, you know, very quiet, pleasant. And I remember there were times that uh, when he was on break, he would smoke a cigarette, but he used a cigarette holder and he was very classy. <laughs> You know, and uh, so my uncle talked to uh, the manager and he said, can you get my nephew a job? And he said, yes, as a busboy. OK, uh, I wasn't too thrilled about it. So I went after school. Um, this was uh, junior year and it was in 1979. And uh, this is when I came back from Greece in the summer. Uh, I missed a disco demolition. Uh, I talked about that before. 
And uh, the location was at 63rd Street in Kedzie. It was a little east of uh, Kedzie near the Marquette Theater. And it was Gossage Grill. When you mentioned Gossage, Gossage Grill, people remember that restaurant. They loved that place. It was wonderful. There was one in 79th and Kilpatrick, east of Cicero. You know, and there's a photo of that. And uh, they said it was a good restaurant. Anyway, getting back to Mr. Steer Steakhouse. Uh, so I got my first job. And my manager was very patient and uh, showed me what I was supposed to do. I'm supposed to fill out the uh, fill in the ice. Uh, there was like a section fill in all the ice. Also bring the salads in, you know, and uh, also, you know, bussing tables. You know, when people were leaving, you know, I pick up their plates, you know, put them in a, you know, like a tub and bring them to the kitchen. You know, uh, when I was in high school, I had a rough time because I was bullied and I had issues and I didn't pay attention. And I was like, eh, I don't want this job. So I was lazy. You know, I didn't uh, focus. And then, um, you know, I worked there for about mm, almost a year. And then, um, you know, one day uh, I didn't pay attention, you know, because every time the manager, goes, you got to fill up the salads, you got to bring the ice. I, I said, OK. And then. Uh, then all of a sudden there was a rumor going on that I was stealing tips from the waitresses, and that wasn't true at all. I did not. It was a rumor started from some guy that, in the back and he didn't like me very much. So that's probably what happened. And my manager believed him. But I told him, no, I didn't do that. But later on, he did. And he says, I know you didn't do that. You know, and he so that was that was cleared up. But then uh, one day, uh, my manager confronted me and says, "You're fired." <laughs> so he untied my apron, you know, my apron, and told me to, told me to go home. You know, and uh, he got fed up. You know, in a way, I was hurt and disappointed. But you know, it was a very it was a good learning experience and it was, I learned a valuable lesson. You know, you got to take your job seriously. And I was 16 and I didn't, I was just a kid. And uh, I remember the, the waitresses were very nice. And uh, at the end of their shifts, they gave me a dollar. Each of the waitresses gave me a dollar. I think that's how it, that's done. I don't know about now. Cause I, I'm not in the restaurant business. So that was the only time. And then, um, you know, I was hurt and I came home and I told my parents and they they weren't really mad about that. I said, you know what, that's your first job. Don't worry about it. Of course, the rest of the time in high school, I did not work. So uh, my second job was uh, when I enrolled in Daly College in the fall of 1981. Uh, I got a job at Burger King, but my father got it for, for me. I don't know how this happened. And it was that was located at Archer Avenue in Spalding, west of Kedzie. And uh, I that, was, that job lasted a little longer while I was going at school. And then um, I didn't do well at day college, so uh, I wanted to drop out. And then uh, so there was only one school I was interested in, is going to DeVry Institute of Technology. And I told my parents, look, I want to go to this school. I'm not doing well. And they said, okay, go ahead. So I had a... Enrolled full-time, that was in March of 1983, and I had to quit the job. So there was no time for me to work. And uh, I told my parents that, and they said, that's fine. Just concentrate on your, your coursework. Just do that. Okay. So that's good. 
And then so, and then later on, got more jobs, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, Mr. Steer Steakhouse was uh, my very first job, and uh, I haven't forgotten it. But I also got fired. That was I got for the first time, and that was uh, kind of devastating for a young young man like myself <laughs> doing that. But I'm sure everyone has gone through this. Most of them quit, which is fine, but fired probably once in their lives. Okay. Anyway, the um, the other locations of the um, Mr. Steer's Steakhouse was on the south side. One was at, uh, the address on 63rd Street was 3141 West 63rd Street. The other one was at 4752 South Ashland. Remember that? Also, there was one in on the in the South Chicago um, neighborhood, and that was at uh, ninety one forty six South Commercial Avenue. I remember that, right near where Bargain Town used to be, uh, the toy store. <laughs> and of course, there was one that was most people remembered was on the north on the north side, which was at uh, forty. 33 North Milwaukee Avenue, right near Six Corners. Everyone is familiar with that, where Milwaukee Avenue and Cicero Avenue and Irving Park meet. And that one lasted a long, long time. You know, the this, the ones on the south side closed. But also, there was one location in Oakland, Illinois, where I live now. Um, that was at fifth. Um, let me get the address real quickly. Yeah, that was uh, 5500, three zeros, West 95th Street. I don't remember that one at all. Not in that location. It was probably there briefly. Uh, the one on Milwaukee Avenue on the north side, I don't know how long. I don't know when it opened, and I don't know when it it, it closed. I have no idea. But it was there for a long time, and probably in the 80s and 90s, around there. And uh, I don't know what happened to the owner, Mr. Spiro Xenos. I don't know if he's still alive or is he dead. I don't, I don't know. Uh, no idea. I don't know if I'm the manager. He's probably passed away. So, um, you know, so that that's a great memory for me. And like I said before, a great learning experience. Okay. All right. So uh, next up, we talk about the film series, The Toy That Grew Up. And uh, I remember this show when I was growing up. I saw briefly. Um, and the showcase silent films, you know, from the early era. Uh, I'm, I'm a good, I'm, I like silent films. I'm not a huge fan, but I do like them. I haven't seen one in ages. So, um, so I'll give you the brief history of this. Uh, this premiered on August 22nd, 1962, and it'll be 60 years uh, next month, which, by the way, yesterday uh, my parents celebrated the their 60th wedding anniversary, and I posted a picture of their wedding photo, and people loved it, you know, and uh, um, thank God my mom is still alive. My dad died in January uh, 4th, 2006, and, uh, you know, it's a, it's a beautiful picture. I, you know... And anyway, so the film series, uh, like I said, it premiered on uh, August 22nd, 1962 on WTTW Channel 11. And uh, then it was syndicated and it showed uh, from other markets, other cities. And the theme music they used was called The Curse of the Aching Heart. 
And the host of the show was Don Ferris. You may he's an he was an announcer. You might have heard him from Channel Eleven. He also uh, he was also on WSNS TV Channel Forty Four. He he announced he did the promos of the show and all that all through the seventies. You remember that watching that. So right now I'm going to play the introduction of the toy that grew up. And uh, it's with host Don Ferris. And this is from October 27th, 1971. And uh, he talks about the 1925 movie. I think it's 1925. Yeah. The 1925 uh, German movie called Variety. That's a silent picture. And it starred Emil Jennings. So sit back and enjoy. Thank you, everyone. The Toy That Grew Up, the story of the birth and growth of a fabulous industry. WTTW presents another program in its series featuring the silent film. From its inception as a sideshow, come one, come all curiosity, to its flowering into a mature art. Tonight, one of the most popular German silent films, Variety, starring Emil Jannings. Variety has long been acknowledged as one of the most influential of German films. Together with the film, The Last Laugh, it was praised for the use of the camera. Yet it was not the use of the camera alone which sets this film apart. It was again the classic performance of Emil Jannings. So thoroughly German is Jannings that many are surprised to learn that he was born in Brooklyn, New York, July 20th, 1886. While still an infant, he was taken to Germany, which of course explains the thorough lack of Americanization. He first appeared in films in 1915, most of which were not very successful. Then he appeared in a film called Passion with Pola Negri, in which he played Louis XV. When the film was released in the United States, only Pola Negri's name was publicized because she was already being considered as a prospect for films in the United States. But Emil Jennings was not overlooked and began to appear in a group of films that are still remembered today. Among these were Deception, in which he portrayed Henry VIII, Quo Vadis, in which he played Emperor Nero, and The Last Laugh, in which Jennings gives a powerful performance as the doorman at a very fancy hotel who is demoted to the hotel's washroom attendant. We had a chance to view this film in an earlier program in our Toy That Grew Up series. Well, Variety is a film about love and jealousy among Variety performers. Jennings plays a trapeze artist who discovers his wife has been deceiving him with another performer. He finds out, and, well, let's see what happens. Here now, with an original musical score by Hal Pearl, is Variety, with Warwick Ward, Kurt Jaron, Leah DePuty, yes, she's in this one, and Emil Jennings. Okay, everyone, I am back. I hope you enjoyed the introduction of uh, The Toy That Grew Up, hosted by Don Ferris. Uh, the clip is a courtesy of Fuzzy TV Memories by Rick Klein. Thank you, Rick. And uh, you can, find, you can uh, find all his videos on YouTube. And uh, they're wonderful. I love it. Okay. For The, um, the Toy That Grew Up, uh, this lasted for 10 years. According, well, I tried to look up uh, the Chicago Tribune and sources. Uh, 
And uh, I don't know if this series aired in 1972. I think it ended at the end of the year in 1971. I could be wrong. But uh, this this was, they aired it on Wednesday nights, I think 10.30 or 8 o'clock. They keep changing the times of that. And uh, it was repeated, of course. And it was shown weekly. Then some, there were times that didn't show at all. There was like laps, you know, and... Uh, so that was strange. And I remember watching some, uh, I remember this show. I remember watching a couple of uh, shows like that. I liked it. And um, and there was a man, he was the, I think the producer, his name was Robert C. Sipe. And he was a huge fan of, of uh, silent films. And he acquired to rights and he acquired the rights of, the, of most of a lot of uh, American silent films and some from Europe and uh, 90% of them came from private collections. So they were, and then, uh, which was interesting like that. And the, when they presented each film, there was a pipe organ score and it was, uh, it was, perform, it was performed by, uh, his name was Hal Pearl. So when you watch the movie, he played the organ. He did that. <laughs> so and then when he did that, so um, that was kind of fun. The movies they showed on the the toy that grew up were classic uh, comedies, silent movies, of course. Uh, there was Charlie Chaplin. There was Laurel and Hardy. There was uh, Buster Keaton. Uh, I don't know if Harold Lloyd was shown. I'm not sure. Let's see, Max Senate, probably the Keystone Cops. Uh, let's see, drama. They showed the uh, the Hunchback of Notre Dame that starred Lon Chaney. They showed that. Um, they showed uh, uh, they showed horror movies. Uh, there was a silent movie, uh, Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde, that starred John Barrymore. The first one, not Frederick March. That was the second. That was a sound. And uh, what else? They Nosferatu. I can't pronounce that. I remember the vampire movie that uh, came out a hundred years ago. I've seen that movie. It's scary. <laughs> a lot of people don't think so, but you know, when you really watch into it and you feel it, it's the atmosphere. It's just like the uh, 1931 movie Dracula with Bela Lugosi. And uh, yeah, they they present horror movies and dramas. Uh, stars like uh, Theta Bera. Ruro Valentino, you know, in the Chic. Um, I can't think of others. So, uh, oh, and uh, other comedians like Ben Turpin, you know, with his eyes crossed like that. According to some sources, they tried to acquire the rights for the jazz singer. And that was the first talkie that came out in 1927. But uh, I don't know if they did that. I don't think so. No. You know, uh, my favorite was Lauren Hardy. I still love him to this day. I have most of their movies on DVD, uh, most of the sound ones. The silent ones, I, I think they are on the DVD, but some have been lost. And uh, and I remember, um, besides the toy that grew up, they uh, Channel 9 and WGN showed uh, a silent movie. They did show silent movies. And uh, also earlier, like Laurel Hardy, and it was called The Golden Age of Comedy. I remember that. And that was fun. Then in, around in the 70s, uh, they had Laurel Hardy, Laurel Hardy broadcast on WFLD Channel 32. 
And I'm a huge fan. I still they're still funny this day. They're wonderful. And uh, uh, the host Don Ferris, he I think he's still alive. I think he is. He's yeah, that's me. And uh, Robert Seip died in two, 20, 2008. and the organist helper died in two thousand. So um, believe it or not, a lot of people on Facebook and you know social media remembered this show very well, and they loved. Uh, you know, if they're movie, they're movie fans, and they loved watching that, they really did. You know, and that's uh, amazing to see that. And let's see what else. Uh, so there was a couple articles that were printed in the Chicago Tribune. They talked about um, the show as well. Other star, they, other movies they showed with uh, like westerns. They showed Tom Mix, uh, William S. Hart. They did that. Uh, Hoot Gibson, I believe. <laughs> And uh, they also, I don't know, I've heard, someone tell me they showed, like, some films from John Wayne. I don't know if he did some films. I have no idea. Uh, other horror, horror movies, they showed The Phantom of the Opera with Lon Chaney. They did that. And uh, other comedians, Harry Langdon. Also, you know, that's amazing. It really is. So, uh, if you want to watch a silent movie... At your convenience, uh, you either go buy them on DVD if you'd like. On Turner Classic Movies, they do show silent movies sometimes. I remember one time they showed them, I think on the weekend or something, like over like in, in the middle of the night. They do show that, but I don't know if they do that anymore, but they did that time. And they also there was documentaries about that era, you know. Today's uh, people today would not watch it really. They wouldn't sit down for a second because they want to hear uh, dialogue and uh, special effects. But um, but silent movies, you know, uh, they speed up. You know, people are running, and you know, you know, and then they show the uh, the title, you know, the title subtitles. I don't. Know, I think that's what it's called. I forgot what it's called like that. And uh, you know, it's uh, it's not really a lost art. It kind of is, but uh, to me, I love it. It's fun. I love early movies like that. It's fun to go back and look. Of course, I said before, uh, Turner Classic Movies, TCM, they show they showcase a lot of pre-code movies. It's fascinating to watch that. They were silent. Some had sound. That's well, fun. Okay. That'll be all for today's show. Um, I talked about the my first job at Mr. Steer Steakhouse Restaurant in Chicago. Also, I talked about the film series that aired on WTTW Channel 11 called The Toy That, that Grew Up. And uh, so we reached, so I reached uh, 150 episodes. Wonderful. Awesome. And so my next show will be 151, of course. That would be, uh, yeah, episode 151. And that would be season seven. So this is the last show of season six. Uh, I don't know when I'll do it next week, maybe next weekend, because uh, usually I do it on a Tuesday, but uh, something's come up and I got to do something. So, but if it could change, you know, it could change. I could uh, record a show maybe the next day or the following day. We'll see about that. Okay. So, this is your host, Pico Stanis, for Vanish Collins Stories, the podcast. Thank you again for joining me. I hope you enjoyed the show. And uh, this podcast will be available later on on whatever podcasts are available. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Amazon Music. Uh, 
You can also find it on my YouTube channel, Down Chicagoland Stories, if you do a search. Also, I'll post this on my social media accounts, Facebook and Twitter. You can uh, click on that and you can listen if you'd like. Uh, I have other episodes. Help yourself. <laughs> I'm having a ball. Okay. So I'm signing off. Uh, everyone have a great day. Uh, here is Ray Renner saying bye-bye for now with a little traveling music. So take care, everyone. So long. We have to go. Bye, bye, bye. <laughs>